know it, and you're listening to a new season of Abide Up, where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. So much hype. <laughs> Do you like a new season? We've got a new season. <laughs> it's this season. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot that's been happening. Yeah. And we're just really happy to be back behind these microphones in a new environment where if it sounds echoey, it's because we're still in the process of moving. So just don't come for us. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. No, I know. We're Look, look, look. You guys are wonderful. And I know you will forgive whatever madness is happening during this recording. But we have been on a journey together, all of us, Noah and I and you. And here we are <laughs> on this day. Yeah. Thank you for being with us and joining us for this newest episode. Because it's been quite a while. You progressively got more like, this is an ASMR of meditation. Oh, do you want to hear me uh, chew some gum and, and type? No. All right. Well, I can make it be that if you wanted to. <laughs> No. That was my serious voice of thanking them for being yeah. on this journey with us. <laughs> but thank you. New season. New property. New us. Yeah. <laughs> no. New house. Yeah, new house. Yeah, so just a quick little life update. We moved, as many of you may have known, that follow us on our personal accounts slash abide of. I think we mentioned it a few times. It's been mayhem, but we're here in a greenhouse and... Like our house is green, not in yes. Exactly. <laughs> that always are. confuses people. They're like, they're like, wait a minute. What do you mean a greenhouse? Is there, are there, is there glass? Are you growing plants? No, 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 no. Our yes. home itself is green with too many plants outside of it. <laughs> yes, and we are very excited to bring more plants into it for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no plants inside. We like late became like plant daddies. Like I feel like people became plant gays like at the beginning of the pandemic we were like well it's 2022 so now's the time yeah i mean let all the plant gays go through the process of killing all the plants and then we just get all of the how to's and the correct ways to do them (laughs) well sort of can i just can i can i just listen everyone so uh, there's this plant there's this plant app called planta and it tells you how to take care of your plants and this is not sponsored. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're sponsored by no one. But if someone wants to sponsor us, please, we will gladly, gladly take a break and do a commercial for you. But anyway, I had a plant and I didn't have it in the correct environment. And then it died. And then I told the plant app that it died. And now I have a plant graveyard in my app. And it's very sad. That's fun. No, it's not fun. It's sad. <laughs> it's like... Just so you know, these are how many plants you've killed. Yeah. So do you want to continue? <laughs> I have no choice. I have three other plant babies in my office. I don't want to harm anyone else. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Here's to the greenhouse actually having more plants inside of it. And the sound quality of the episodes will improve by yes. the next time you hear us. <laughs> yes, we will be working on this as time goes on. But... We are too excited to be with you, so we didn't want to hold off anymore. No, and we are su- we always love doing the before you watch things, before the next big property that we do. And of course, the next big one is Moon Knight. 
a new phase of the MCU. Phase. A new waxing gimbus. Waning. Waning gimbus. <laughs> I should have researched like moon phases. There is a There are websites where you can go and then you can put in your date of birth and then it'll tell you what kind of moon you were born under and like what that means about you. So Mine was a full moon. Oh, <laughs> that's saying a lot. I was like a waning gibble gymnast. I, I was like one of those weird in-betweeners. <laughs> what? Anyway. What was it like God's thumbnail? That's the one where it just, it looks like a thumbnail. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Did you ever, did you ever read uh, Papa, Please Bring Me the Moon by Eric Carle? Absolutely not. It's so good. It has one of the best like unfoldable like pages ever in children's literature history. And this little girl is like, Papa, you got to bring me the moon. He's like, I got to bring her the moon. But if I Does he put it in a bucket? No, he's just like panicked because he's like, I know if I'm going to say like, here's the moon, but she's going to look up at the sky and she'll be like, the moon's right there. You're a liar. But then like he works with some stuff and she's like, Papa, the moon is like a tooth. You pull it out and it grows back. No, it's not. Oh, because it goes in phases. Oh my God, you guys. He just doesn't give into the whimsy. <laughs> okay, also. He doesn't give into the whimsy. I have five different siblings, so we would never have any pop ups nor books that folded outward because by the time it got to you, it was destroyed. Well, some of us purchased that book when they were in library school as a 20 something year old. Good for you. We still have it. I'll show you later. Oh, we do? Yeah. It's in this house It's now. in this house. It's the greenhouse. All right. Well, by the time I read that, hopefully I will know the phases of the moon because I'm pretty sure it's going to come into play with the new Disney Plus slash Marvel MCU show, Moon Night. Moon Night. Yeah. No. Yes. You're already doing the Sailor Moon. <laughs> Listen, he is the Moonlight Knight. I mix the two. It's from Sailor Moon, Moonlight Night, and it's also from Pretty Cure and a magical girl shoujo anime. And there was Cure Moonlight. And when I mix them together, they're Moon Night. So get used to that, audience, um, for this entire season of the Bite Up. <laughs> so we were actually tasked with an interesting Taskmaster. No. Oh. R.I.P. No. She's alive. Taskmaster's alive. Yeah, Never yeah. mind. She yeah. got the smoke up her nose. She's fine. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Little... Natasha. Stop. I'm sorry. Okay? God. Uh, but don't forget. Too soon. It's always going to be too soon for Natasha to be gone. That's true. But don't forget hearts for Yelena. We love Yelena. We yeah, the that best movie. thing that came from the death of Natasha was Yelena. But why did we have to wait for her to die to get Yelena? But it's fine. I'm not bitter about it. And the MCU is great. <laughs> Oof, we're unpacking a lot but, on you all in this episode. But the, so this is a this is a rare occurrence for us. And also Marvel because there's no MCU history. There, you know, usually when we do the before you watch, it's like this is the lead up to the show that we're watching slash movie with this character. This is their journey in the MCU. Nothing. We got nothing with this one. It's a Not brand her. new, fresh character. It's also new for Marvel because. They don't really, as far as the shows goes, shows, shows goes, shows goes. I like that. Keep going with it. There is no show focused. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really trying not to say it (laughs) on a fresh character. So this was kind of hard to do. 
But you know what we can do? Tell me. Look at the source material. Ah, see, si, we can do the research and look at the source material. It'd be very offensive if you weren't Italian. See. Si. <laughs> <laughs> so, without further ado, seven minutes into this episode, or however long it is since I edited it, whatever. Oops. We get <laughs> this is everything. You need to know about Moon Knight before you watch. Or at least with asterisk, what we want you to know before watching Moon Knight. (laughs) They're like, I'll tell you what, Derek. No, you don't tell me what I need to know before I watch the thing that I want to watch when I want to watch it on Disney+. Plus. You watch it however you want to watch it. On my phone, on my computer, on the TV? No, I mean prior knowledge. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But also that. They're like, they're like enough. Okay, enough. Well, listen. Whenever I do my research, if you have been a longtime fan of A Bite Of, and some of you are, and I love you. Hi, how are you? I missed oh you. God. Hey, guys, comment below. How are you? Oh, it's a loaded below. question. It's been a while, guys. I know it and feels it's been like a while since... Stop. I hate that song. Oh, almost every song that we do on the show, I'm like, I didn't like it. <laughs> okay, so if, if you... Okay, listen. <laughs> Noah made that really fantastic, like, moon... Teaser. Teaser with all all of, like, some intros from some of the seasons of A Bite Of. And I looked at Noah and I said, you know what this is telling me? This is telling me there needs to be more singing. You know what it told me? <laughs> is that within five seconds of starting every episode, there's a song that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're welcome yeah. to you, not to the audience. I don't know if you guys like it, but I'm going to just try and amp up the musicality. Okay. It's the moonlight. Hey there. So it with seems the moon like in your eyes. just yesterday we did the Twilight Zone, but to us it feels like a lifetime because a lot has happened. And I'm just happy to be talking at Derek to you guys. <laughs> totally i feel that so i'm excited when derek busted out the trading cards i'm like i'm so happy you have a moon knight trading card because who would have thought a trading card i have two moon knight trading cards dose okay luna you i don't know the word for night i don't know like this type of night like no chase like night n-i-g-h-t i don't know k-n-i-g-h-t okay Okay, anyway, all right, so... Dos have... Luna Noches. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, give me just one night, oh, Una Noche. Anyway, sorry. Who sang that? Anyway. So what does the all right, sorry, sorry, old school it. trading cards right. say about Moon Knight? He is because pushing me. He is just these... saying, get on with it. I'm just trying to keep us on track here. <laughs> I, I love these trading cards because they're... I want to know what the facts are. Here what they go. decide to print on these yes. cards. And there is a bit... So there's like a minor change between these two. Oh. There, I have a 90s... A 1990 card and a 1992 card. Oh. So let me read you the 90 card. So Moon Knight. Card number 26. Real <laughs> name, Mark Spector. Height, 6'2". Weight, 225 pounds. They're always 6'1 to 6'4. Hero's got to be tall. Hero's got to be tall. Except for Wolverine. He's a short little meatball. I mean, that builds into his character. They knew what they were doing there. Battles fought, 263. Wins, 187. Losses, 54. Ties, 
22. I hate those. Why? What does it mean? These Who? are just made up. They have to be made up. They. Ha- I mean, I wonder whose job it was to be like, how I'm going to look back in the archives of Marvel Archives. and see how many fights, wins and losses and ties happened. Yeah. And there's also like, I know that there, I, obviously in big companies, there's like hierarchies of people, but like in my mind, they wrote all of these cards and then they sent it to Stan Lee and they said, Stan, we need your check. <laughs> and he read every single one and he said, you got it, kid. He was just an encyclopedia of knowing every I mean, single. I maybe, right? So uh, with, with those stats, his win percentage is 71%. That's not bad. Arch enemies, Arsenal and Bushman. And oh, first, that's old. Yeah. Wow. And his first appearance, Werewolf by Night, number 32, August <gasps> oh. 1975, which we'll get into later. Spoiler. Spoiler. <clears throat> Are you ready for the for the bio? <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Mark Spector made his living by taking jobs as a mercenary around the globe. While working in Egypt, Spector was shot and left for dead by one of his fellow soldiers. Who shot? But he miraculously recovered, believing that he had been resurrected by Khonshu, the Egyptian god of the moon, to serve as his avenging agent of Earth. Renouncing his mercenary (laughs) ways, Spectre went forth as Moon Knight to deliver Khonshu's justice to criminals around the world. That's it. End of episode. That's all you need to know about Moon Knight. I mean, pretty pretty good. Uh, And a little did you know fact... Did you know Moon Knight's strength increases and decreases with the phases of the the moon? Phases of the moon. So you better not come across Moon Knight when it's a full moon. But if it's a waning gibbous, maybe. Is that the real name? It's something like that. Oh, God. Yeah. Comment below. Are we wrong? Probably. They're like, yes. Okay. To be honest, I can't see these cards because it's so dark in here. Um, All right. Moon Knight. Now, these are the favorites, the power ratings that only go up to seven. And this is the 92. This is 92. Strength, three. Intelligence, two. Energy Aww. projection, one. Mental powers, one. Fighting ability, six. Pretty good. Speed. Wait, is it out of seven again? Seven. Oh, fuck. Okay. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I can. All yeah. right. Speed. Two. <laughs> what? He's he can slow. jump across rooftops. And you know what? In a lot of the images, especially in the early comics, he does like very acrobatic kicks and things like that. So I don't agree with this here from 1992. <laughs> All right. So this is card number 32, by the way, in case you were wondering. <clears throat> wasn't. <laughs> Not you. Oh. This isn't for you. This is what? for our audience and our listeners. All right. Come on. <laughs> Sheesh. <clears throat> Few men are granted a second chance like the one given mercenary soldier Mark Spector. Eh. Having met his death in the deserts of Egypt, Spector was revived by Khonshu, Egyptian god of the moon, and became the agent of vengeance known as Moon Knight. In atonement for his violent, materialistic life, Moon Knight uses his wealth, cunning, and ingenious weaponry to wage war against criminals and terrorists everywhere. Real what? Name? Mark Spector, first appearance, Werewolf by Night, number 32, August 1975. And the quote Ugh. from Moon Knight, volume one, 
I've become a ghost, the moon's night of vengeance, and no. I've got work no. to do. No, no, absolutely not. He's got work to do. Absolutely not. He's got work to do. That is the worst quote I have heard thus far. He's got work to do. So a difference that I noticed between the two cards is that in the first one, it's like, they're kind of like, yeah, he thinks he was revived by him, I guess, maybe. But in the second one, it feels like they truly believe that he's been revived by Kanchu. Well, yeah. And common knowledge for current Excuse me? readers, oh. slash hopefully in the MCU, he has been revived. His or his character itself is very weird. It's more like the seeds that were planted in the beginning were then expanded on the further it went into his comic history. Yeah. And it just got better and better and better and better. But isn't that the way it should be? You know what I mean? It's like a, an idea is formed and people like the character, but now let's round them out. Let's give them some depth. Let's figure out what their real motives are and what happened to them rather than just some person that came out of nowhere yeah i i do have to say after especially all this extensive research going back and reading a lot of these moon knight things i've read moon knight as long as i can remember as long like as long as issues were coming out and stuff like that it's been great i don't think that there's a single bad moon knight run slash iteration there's stories that maybe people might not like but they've all been pretty good i think he's a very interesting character and i don't know yeah i i think it's He's one of the few characters where writers have interpreted him a little differently or just more expanded on the mythos of the character. The coolest thing is with Moon Knight, since himself is kind of him, themself, him, himself. Since, since he himself. Since he himself <laughs> is like an unreliable narrator. Writers can play with that a little bit. Sure. And then it just has this whole ambiguity. <laughs> wow. What is happening to grammar on the other side of this table? The whole ambiguous nature? There we go. Right? I'll go with that. Okay. Yeah. Of the characters kind of left up to interpretation or until the next writer is like, yeah, by the way, it was this. It kind of was this. Mm. So it's fun. It's It's kind of fun to just... You're kind of seeing how this character is being built. Yeah. Without it being retconned after retconned after retconned. After, you know, so I like it. And I also kind of feel like it's the difference between a villain character and a actual hero, right? Some might call that an anti-hero. Anti-hero. Um, so, but, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like when a hero, when a, when a villain appears in the middle of a comic, they are already there in a sense a lot right. of the time. Whereas, and, and that kind of felt like, and, and we'll get into it, his first appearance, right? He's just sort of an antagonist. But they built onto that, and that's what makes him this hero. Because we're learning more about him, we're seeing more of his backstory, and we're seeing how he progressed to who he is today. It's funny, a lot of characters that are in comics that we know of today, like Captain Marvel and stuff like that, they they were supporting characters or characters that kind of just showed up. Mm-mm. And a writer liked them and they were like, you know what, I'm just going to keep going with this character. And then it just built and built and built and built. And the reason why we have characters like Captain Marvel, Captain America, Iron Man, the Hulk and stuff like that is because you had people that liked the character and kept building on them. Mm -hmm. While you have characters that are kind of like people like, you just don't have a writer writing them in the forefront or giving them single issues. You know, so it's Moon Knight is a very interesting example of how something that was just just happened 
could actually just keep going. Right. So we'll we'll get into a little bit of his like first appearance and first issue. I kind of wanted to focus more on his first appearance because I think it's really interesting on how this character was formed mm-hmm. and then just continued. But Moon Knight only really has like five iterations of his run, which isn't that much. You know, you have characters, I think, who who's just recent that's getting like a, a 70th anniversary. You know, all these superheroes are getting like 80, 90 year anniversaries. And Moon Knight is kind of like, I mean, I kind of came out in like the 60s. But I've only really had like maybe 78 issues or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like because he just doesn't have a constant repertoire of writers that write him. And I kind of like that because it gives you, you know, if a writer wants to take the character, it's like they really have a story they want to tell with this character. Mm -hmm. It's not like the Hulk or Wolverine or, you know, any of those Batman where it's like you always constantly have to have comics being pumped out with them. So. Without further ado, let's get into his first appearance because I feel like it's really going to play into a lot of stuff that we're going to get from Marvel in the coming year slash two, four years. (laughs) (laughs) What a range. Who knows? There's lots of delays happening. So, Moon Knight, technically created by writer Doug, I'm going to butcher this name, Monek, I think, and artist Don Perlin. And the first appearance, as Derek said, was in Werewolf by Night, number 32. Side note, we're actually getting a Werewolf by Night Halloween special for Disney+. Plus. I can't. That, it makes me so happy. It's it's so cool because it's like in the same year that we're getting the Moon Knight premiere of him being finally in live action, we're also getting the character that he first appeared in. Yeah. Which I think is cool. And to make it even cooler is the very immensely talented composer Michael could. It's a Cauchino, I think that's how you say his name, who just recently crafted the Batman score, uh-huh. is actually set to direct it. So this Whoa. is his directorial debut. So I'm I'm super excited about it. So we're getting a Halloween special with Werewolf by Night. And the reason why I'm saying that is because Moon Knight came out in Werewolf by Night. Out of the closet. Yeah, out of the closet. So in issue number 32, and that's kind of the issue that I'm going to talk about now. It is absolutely ridiculous. Every comic that came out in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s is kind of just ridiculous. But I, I like this one because of how they tell the story. So, t- so this is a synopsis for The Stalker called Moon Knight. And how this comic is set up is it starts on the second night and then flashes back to the first night mm-hmm. and then goes to the third night. So in the middle of a seedy valley... Their werewolf battles a mysterious costume figure known as Moon Knight. Mm. Armed with silver weapons, the Moon Knight attacks the werewolf. He slings three crescent-shaped throwing moons, question mark. Because <laughs> they call them like, they're just like darts, but I'm like, they're, they're moons. They're clearly moons. They're clearly moons. Why are you calling them darts? They when have no fins. Yeah, when they're sticking out of his chest. Their moon. Exactly. He like beats the crap out of this werewolf <laughs> yes. in this alley while people are just kind of walking by. Who, by the way, is a 19-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Who, the werewolf? The werewolf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's young. He's young. But this random guy dressed in all white is throwing shit at him, sticking stuff into his chest and punching the shit out of him. So there <laughs> after he gets punched a few times, the werewolf decides to reflect on what brought him to this moment. I will preface this with 
There is an amazing Telltale Games Werewolf by Night that you should play. It's amazing. It's based off of this. Also, these comics are pretty good. And a lot of this is like kind of reflecting back and then bringing up to it. It has a lot of family ties and supernatural stuff. If you like werewolves and vampires, a.k.a. like Twilight type stuff, you'll like this. Like the monsters that go bump in the night, Dracula, Frankenstein. Asterix, listen to a bite of season one. There you go. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) So as he reflects back, he reflects back to the first night. The last evening, Uh Jack transformed into a werewolf. That's our main protagonist here in Mm. Werewolf by Night. He transforms into a werewolf during a scary... Let me just rewind a little bit. Transforms into a werewolf during a skiing trip in North Carolina, where he brutally mauls his really good friend, Buck. His bestie. Buck is just done. Buck, Bucky, Snow... Hello, Winter Soldier. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a lot of degrees to Kevin Bacon that I don't think they'll Buck, connect. Bucky, Winter, those three. <laughs> three. So There's after, no connection, but I'm just saying. After he mauls his bestie, Buck, yes. he runs into the snowy forest where he camps out. Buck's body was later discovered where surgeons had a very fun time trying to keep him alive. I mean, he was mauled by a werewolf. The 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 bait and switch throughout this comic of like they're they're like oh no we can't save him we can save him we can't save him we'll save him and then that's Jack, why it was like I had a fun time because apparently ridiculous. it was so ridiculous and then like Jack gets there and he's like I killed my best friend they're like no yes no yeah they have no almost idea. maybe these are the most unqualified <laughs> medical professionals in the entire marvel universe and it's like what happened to the guy they're like get him into surgery get the electrical zapper things i'm not a doctor you guys <laughs> neither are they apparently uh, yeah it's just so good <laughs> this the whole hospital scene was so confusing and dramatic it was ridiculous it was, that's the thing about these like 60s and 70s 80s comics is that it's like so dramatic for no reason like okay his friend was mauled by his other friend just yeah come on and we spent a lot of time in the hospital in there's this a issue lot without the main character aka jack aka the werewolf and there's a lot more in this yes comic the, the thing about I love reading old comics, not for the misogynistic nature of them or just anything else, but they have so much exposition that it's hilarious to look at. I also just want to mention, so we see this in this Werewolf by Night issue, and we see this in the official first Moon Knight issue. When you're reading it on Marvel Unlimited, there's actually a warning beforehand that says this previously published content includes negative depictions of people or cultures. Yep. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Social change is a journey and we must acknowledge where we've come from to build a more inclusive future. I was like so caught off guard by that. That's it's it's amazing to see that because I mean most of the older comics do need to come with that warning unfortunately. Yeah. And there are some trailblazing comics that don't need that, but most of them do need that. It's the whole, you know, girlfriend in the refrigerator type stuff that happens. It's like the depiction of women, the depiction of minorities and everything. It's just, it's kind of icky. It's real. Yeah, it's super icky. And I'm glad that with these digital platforms that are coming out, Marvel Limited, you can sponsor us for 
doing your praises here. Someone sponsor us. For, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But it is cool that they can put these warnings in front of them. Because somebody that buys this comic, say they find it at a comic shop for a dollar, they're not going to see this warning. Right. Which is unfortunate. But it's part of the history. So they, it's kind of like the archives. It's still there. But I'm glad that this warning is on there. So when Jack awakens, Ugh. he has no idea when or who or what or where he is or what happened to dear old Buck. Yeah. He hitchhikes his way. Remember when hitchhiking was a thing? Don't do it. <laughs> Unless you have a caboodle. <laughs> oh, no. He, he hitchhikes his way back home where his stepfather told him what happened to Buck. Jack sped to the hospital where he's met with Eliza, who is Jack's sister slash werewolf slash were-demon slash now human. Her history is very complicated. All I will say is that in most of her, in some of her garb, especially when she was like a were-demon slash werewolf, it looks like Mystique's outfit. It's a very much like a, a single thing of cloth with like a head thing cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's draped over her body. Skulls? And skulls. Skulls! It looks very much like Mystique, but it's just a blonde hair white woman oh. underneath. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> and also there is Topaz. I like Topaz a lot as a character, especially later on. But just what you need to know about Topaz is that they are a talented magician also, later on, a lover of uh, Jack. The werewolf. The werewolf. Oh, yep. my. So, anyway, they told him that Buck was in critical condition and he has slept into a coma. Don't they all slip into comas? They always slip into comas. Why? <laughs> you know what? Dramatic think, effect. Yeah, I have to do more research because <laughs> I don't know why. Everybody, no matter what the injury, it's a coma. Yeah. When Jack returned home, we and he finds Moon Knight standing in the living room. What up, sucker? Yeah. The Moon Knight knew that Jack was a werewolf, and he reveals that the committee, a.k.a. a secret organization of anonymous businessmen and financiers... Hydra? A.k.a. white men oh. just spending money to make the world go in their direction. Rid the world of right. their evil. Have paid him a $10,000... To bring Jack in alive. Philip Russell, and this is where this gets so weird. Philip Russell, and yes, that means that Jack's last name is Russell. He's Jack Russell, Russell Terrier. Werewolf. <laughs> so Philip Someone knew what they were doing. Philip, did they? Philip yes. Russell is the stepdad slash former uncle. Because he married his sister-in-law, oh. Laura, and then invited Laura, her and the kids, a.k.a. Jack and Liza, to live with him. But isn't he also a werewolf? The family has a curse of having inherent werewolfness, a.k.a. why Liza was a werewolf slash were-demon slash is now human. So one of the things that I took from this Spoiler. is that... The Michael J. Fox movie <laughs> Teen Wolf was based on this comic. Kind of. Right? So the funny thing about this comic, and I know this is kind of skipping ahead and stuff like that, this comic actually got banned for a while because really? this amazing, and I put that in like air quotes and I'm not being serious, Comics Code Authority decided that monsters or scary things weren't allowed. Don't. So, Werewolf by Night got canceled. A lot of these other things got canceled. Monsters were deemed inappropriate for children. 
Whatever. What? Don't even get us what? started on book. Are you gatekeeping my comics right yeah. now? Don't even get us started on censorship of material and what these freaking idiots decided what was okay for kids, i.e. anybody else to read. Whatever. Poop. It's annoying. That's my official quote. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Philip Russell, this normal person, this is his stepdad at this point, he grabs Moon Knight and restrains him long enough for Jack to escape. Thanks, Dad. So I did think it was interesting that in this comic specifically, this is before Moon Knight has his first issue and before he's really fleshed out, but it's revealed that his name is Mark Spector and he spells his name with a K. What? Instead of what we know as a C. Because the C looks like a crescent moon, so they had to change it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look at that. So now we lead into the third night. So we went from the second night to the first night, and now we're in the third night. Can I just talk about something for the first, the you first night? sure can. Okay. I just love... So So one of the like major plot points of this werewolf, this teen werewolf, is that when he is the werewolf, he doesn't actually know what he's done. So yeah, he's he, very ill-trained in the the goings-ons werewolfian of lichenism. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, when he becomes a human again, he has the jawline of what can only be described <laughs> as a brick. And he has to remember where he put his clothes from right. the night before. Yeah, because he doesn't know where he took them And off. he was very happy that this time it only took him three hours to find it. Have you watched Teen Wolf with Tyler Posey? No. That's his name, right? Yes. Yeah, the MTV show. Like, it was like He's the had last... He's had a turn, that kid. Yeah, it was like the last MTV show that they did before they kind of just went back to Road Wolves. Love Wars. Island. Yeah. yeah. And all that stuff. It's so similar to this really it's so similar to it because like at first when they don't know they don't know what's happening and they have to like be chained up somewhere and it's like it's this whole big thing and i know like werewolfism lichenism goes back a long time prior to this but it's like werewolf by night was really a trailblazer on fleshing out a lot of werewolfism and vampirism and all this stuff i mean it is really interesting and, you know, maybe this has to do with what you said before about sort of like the um, cock-blocking nature of some people about what's allowed Ooh, in I comics. I like that. Yeah. Um, so comics Code Authority, cock-blocking. Cock-blocking. And yeah. so I feel like it's it was interesting for me to read this because when you see something like a werewolf in Marvel Comics, it's kind of mind-blowing in a way. And you're like, I did not expect this at all. And this felt like a refreshing read, even though it's so dated and so ridiculous, but... At the same time, you're like, it's cool to see a mythical creature written like this as a main character in a comic series. Yeah, I mean, Werewolf by Night is has a huge fan base. Huge fan base. And you wouldn't think that it does because it's like, it's a comic about a werewolf. But it, it is really good. I would really recommend, I know we're kind of spoiling this number 32 issue where we're with Werewolf by Night. Oh my God, that's very hard to say. There's a lot of woo-woo-woo in that one. But I would, if you like kind of the monstery stuff, I would read it. It yeah. has a lot of supernatural things. If you even like the show Supernatural, you'll like this comic. Can I just read the opening You've monologue? said that like five times right now, but sure. Please. I always ask permission. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, a, do you give them permission? They I'm said, a, sure. I'm a polite co-host. Sure. I just <laughs> I love the inner voice of Jack, a.k.a. the werewolf by night. Jack Russell. <laughs> Jack Russell. He's like very Brooklyn, which mm-hmm. is hilarious. He says, 
Even though they're in Los Angeles. Even though they're in Los Angeles, I don't understand it. And they went <laughs> skiing in one of the Carolinas and he hitchhiked back, back to Los, to Los Angeles, Angeles yeah. to get to the hospital where his friend is, even though he mauled his friend on the skiing trip in, in one North of the Carolina. Carolinas. Yeah. <laughs> what? It doesn't make any sense. Do not think about it. Okay. Keep going. But he goes, <clears throat> tough, I usually ain't. But when the full moon pokes its ugly puss into my life, Ew. I turn into the werewolf. And nobody messes with a dude dressed in fur, claws, and pure mean. So why didn't what? somebody tell that to the stalker called Moon Knight? Is this like, is this West Side Story? And this. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. True or false? They also, I believe it was Topaz. That when it's talking to Jack Russell, they like talk about how they have the like the wolf cooties and stuff like that. It's very weird. Oh my god! I love, but I love reading old comics because of language like that. It's so dated. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I just had to share that because it just, I I couldn't handle it. I couldn't All handle right, it. on to night number three. Ah. Back in the present, Moon Knight continues to batter the werewolf with several well placed. Kicks from his silver-lined boots. Did I say kicks? Kicks! kicks. <laughs> Noah's voice, who is usually a deep bass, <laughs> just went up like 12 octaves. I don't understand why. You're welcome. <laughs> so, silver-lined boots. And the reason why I specifically want to say silver-lined boots is they made this character, Moon Knight, these creators, they wanted to have a good antagonist for a werewolf. Right, sure. What are werewolves allergic to slash their weakness silver. silver what is also silver the thing that gives werewolves powers the moon the moon moon knight silver he has a bunch of silver things superman from krypton is allergic <sighs> to kryptonite that makes no sense but sure i'm just saying it's like similar though while moon knight continues fighting the werewolf his partner frenchie who we'll get into later frenchie goes to westwood hospital and abducts liza and topaz just abducts this woman that's a werewolf and also a magician. This guy that's a pilot just takes him. But he's French and right. he has a mustache. Moon Knight finally renders the werewolf unconscious and begins dragging him towards the helicopter. That's pretty much where this ends. There's some stuff that goes on outside of this that has to do with the other 32 issues leading up to it. But all I say, all I'll say with this is the two-part story continues into number thirty-three mm -hmm. when Moon Knight realizes that Russell, Jack Russell the Terrier, is actually a victim <laughs> rather than a monster, and decides to help him and Liza and Topaz. So he does. Moon Knight does have a change of heart, even though he was hired by the committee for a measly ten thousand dollars. And that though is the seed of our friend Moon Knight, right? Of this. This man who was hired to do bad, but then turns around and helps to do good. Yeah, in his way, in Moon Knight's lunatic way, he does Lunatic exactly, exactly. Moon. Uh -huh. moon. We bus. can just call fans of Moon Knight loonies, you know, why not? Why not? Go I don't it. know if that's a bad word, actually. I don't know. Probably no. not. Loonies is, no, loonies is bad. Loonies, loonies Also, tunes. moonies is bad. Oh, Moonies is a cult. Ooh, yeah, Moon Knight. No, <laughs> but still, I'm just saying. So uh -oh. we can't call them anything. We can call them 
Oscar Isaacson's. Isaacson's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. That's fine. So that was the seed. Moon Knight does appear again in Werewolf by Night occasionally. I think in like issue 37, he appears as like a vision to Russell and stuff like that. Vision. There's a lot that goes on. Watch your words. Not WandaVision. Stop it. <laughs> it's not getting a second season. Everybody should know that's that. That's fine. That's fine. That's right. fine. She can move on. It was perfect the way it was. It's right. Fine. So, but that's what Doug Monek, whatever his name is, he they Moonek? like Monek. Moon. They like the character so much that they wanted to expand on the character. And with Bill, and I can't say these names, guys. These for some reason, these 60s, 70s, 80s comic book writers slash artists, they have weird names. If it's not Stan Lee, I don't know what it says. <laughs> well, but anyway, Bill Snexkowitz. They are the main creative team that brings Moon Knight in to number one, has him in Strange Tales. He's all over the place. So just to give you now, we're now brought to fleshing out Moon Knight's origin. So we have a Chicago native, a son of a rabbi, Spectre, trained most of his life as a heavyweight boxer. But eventually he becomes a Marine and ultimately... A soldier for hire. He has gone through a lot of things in his life. Such is the tale of anyone. In his mercenary career, he befriends a French pilot named Jean-Paul Ducamp. Bonjour. Who he gives the cringy nickname of Frenchie. Frenchie. <laughs> who, is, who is the French guy from Falcon and Winter Soldier? Huh? The, 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 the leaper. The, yeah. Yeah. Zelipa, that's what you used to say. Yeah, Zelipa. Zelipa. Yeah. Not the same, but still. No, because French. this guy essentially is his French Alfred. Oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah. 100%. So Spectre ends up taking a job in Africa for mercenary Raoul, Ra- Raoul, Ra- Raoul <laughs> Bushman. Bushman. <laughs> I kept saying the name and I was like, is that how you say it? There's Raoul? an extra vowel. Raoul? How is it spelled? R A. O U L. Yeah, Raul. Raul. Yeah. Raul. <laughs> yeah. Moon Knight's soon to be nemesis, keep that in mind, as a hired gun. This guy is absolutely terrifying. If you haven't seen Bushman, I hope he is in the show because he's terrifying. He paints a tattoos slash paints a white terrifying face on his face. And I quote, that is why I had my face tattooed into a mask of death. I have become an almost mythical figure of terror. No, he's just absolutely insane. And he has like razor sharp teeth. This guy is a maniac. I, I, if they ever expanded on him more, he would rival the Joker. I'm j- he's just does not give a shit. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to kill people. I don't curb. Yeah. So while in Egypt, the two came across a Dr. Peter Alron, I believe is how you say the name. It sounds very Star Wars-y. Mm-hmm. And his daughter, Marlene. Hey. <laughs> who just had discovered an ancient temple in an archaeological dig in the desert. Sure, sure. When Bushman hears the temple has treasure troves of the gold, <laughs> he kills a bunch of innocent civilians and also the doctor himself. R.I.P. Bushman's murder of an innocent anger specter, so he fights him, but Bushman defeats him, obviously, and leaves him to die in the desert. And it's there that things get a little supernatural. Dying in the desert of Egyptian sands. I should have said dying in the Egyptian sands, but 
It's a desert. I like Desert of the Egyptian Sands. Thank you. It sounds very Aladdin-y. <laughs> the acolytes of an ancient Egyptian moon deity, Kanchu, took Spectre in. They spirited him away to Kanchu's temple, where Spectre's heart stops. <gasps> While dead, he meets the spirit of Kanchu, who grants him life again, as long as Spectre becomes his champion on Earth. There's always a catch. There's always Shazam gives Billy Batson powers... So therefore, he has to be the champion of him. But part of this deal is that, girl, you better wear this cape. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I got a okay. hood on this statue. Mm. He, he agrees to the terms and returns to life. Spectre then covers himself in the white shroud from the temple ju- that just happened to be in this ancient tomb. That is perfectly n- preserved. <laughs> exactly. That is not falling apart once he puts it on. Sorry. Magic. That was, that was my drink. If you hear ice clink, it's my drink. Oh. But Happy yeah, Thursday. it's like Kevlar or spandex. It's already just completely made for crime fighting. We don't need to know more. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So this was his first ever costume. He just puts it on. He has like pretty much just like underwear on and like no really shirt on. And he just has this cape moment going on. That sounds on. like a party to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that becomes Moon Knight. Eventually, he takes his vengeance on Bushman, like impaling him and tearing off his face, and then embarks on a heroic adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Using the small fortune he made as a mercenary, Spectre then heads to New York City, as any Marvel superhero ever did. They only go to New York City unless you're in the West Coast Avengers, and then you go (laughs) to the other coast. This becomes his home. This is where Moon Knight operates. This is where we're going to see him in the show. It's in New York City, obviously. We could possibly, maybe, probably see other heroes in there now that Daredevil's definitely canon. Who knows? At this point, Moon Knight creates his two new personas to infiltrate the different classes and crime levels of New York City. Moon Knight's first personality is a millionaire playboy, Stephen Grant. And this is where people start comparing him to Batman. Mm. I agree. There is a lot of similarities. But Batman doesn't usually tear off the face of his arch nemesis, except for shooting him in a playground that one time in that one Elseworld story. They're very similar in that they have a side of them or an alter ego that is a playboy millionaire, and then by night they go out and fight crime. That's where the similarities stop. And they both have butlers. Ish. And... I I don't think Frenchie's going to be in this new iteration. And... And, and also, I feel like there's the Batmobile and there's the Mooncopter. Don't even get me. The helicopter makes no sense. In the I, newer iterations, the helicopter doesn't even have the spinny things. Oh, yeah. I know. It's it just looks like a, a moon. ship. Yeah. But like, <laughs> if there isn't a Mooncopter in this show, I'm boycotting the MCU and never talking about it there's again. Probably, absolutely not any of them. How so, dare you? Stephen Grant, Playboy Millionaire. Remember that. Remember, he uses his wealthy identity to infiltrate the elites of New York. So this is where the kingpins of the crime bosses Mm. would be. He also creates the personality of Jake Lockley, a cab driver whose ear is a bit closer to the ground. And both identities end up serving Mark Spector, the OG personality. Great when he is Moon Knight. So that's more or less the origin of Moon Knight. He... He's a mercenary. He goes and helps a lunatic in the Egyptian desert, gets pretty much killed there and left for dead. An Egyptian god is like, oh, 
I need a champion. So here we go. Here's a guy that apparently has like, like a weak mind. Let me take him. And then he becomes the fist of Kanchu. That's pretty much where that ends. In newer iterations over the years, Marvel has revealed that those Moon Knight personalities that I just talked about were actually part of Mark Spector's DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder, which gives a little more depth to the character and alienates him, not alienates him, I shouldn't say, separates him from the likes of Batman or any other character that's kind of like a vigilante at night. That's what's so interesting about reading this first official issue of Moon Knight is that you like going into it, you're you know, he has DID. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. But in (laughs) in the original issue, you literally turn the page and he's like, oh, I just made up two characters and and that's it. So I like it makes sense for the character for how they were writing it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, he wants to, like, know where all the crimes happening. It's like, oh, okay. But then it's interesting that they built the, on that. But I feel like there really isn't any explanation. Oh, no, there's absolutely not. Right. You literally turn <laughs> yeah, the page not. and he's just like, I made up two characters, Stephen Gray and Jake Lockley. We're yes. going to fight crime. We live on Long Island. I'm like, all right, I guess. They do live on Long Island. It's so weird. You know who else lives on Long Island? Anthony. Anthony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark. Baby. Stony Tark. He's <sighs> back. <laughs> he did. They all lived back Way back in these comic origins, if they were a wealthy superhero, always lived on Long Island. I think that was like a thing in the 70s and 80s. It was like a thing. We live on Long Island. Girl, uh uh-uh, not (laughs) us. We ain't rich. (laughs) Now the rich people are living in the city. What happened? Well, it got expensive. (laughs) What happened? That's what happened. And we're not sponsored, so we can't live at the city. Someone sponsor us. I'm just kidding. I don't care if we're sponsored. We just like talking to you guys. I care. Okay. So anyway, they over the years it was it was written, it was kind of like almost not I won't I don't want to say retconned, but more built upon, I should say, that since he was a child he had DID. And that's why he came up with these characters so easily. That was why it was easy for him to just fall into them, because they were actually personalities within him. So Moon Knight's four main personalities, and these are the ones that I'm assuming is also going to be in the show. Even though I think we've only seen really three of them, mm-hmm. I think the only one that's missing is Jake Lockley. Yeah. Really, is the cab driver. So maybe we'll see a little bit of him, or maybe they just might absorb him into the other ones. Because three is a lot for an actor to portray. But I think Numi Rapace played like seven different characters in a Netflix movie. I'm just gonna say. But also, it's <laughs> interesting because when you go on IMDb and you look at the cast list, right? So for Oscar Isaac, it says Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, and Moon Knight. So that leaves out Jake Lockley. But we've seen in some of the promotional materials that Mister Knight is there, and he's not listed either. Yeah, I'm. But that's a separate character from Moon Knight. Well, no, for sure. I, I mean, I think, yeah, that's weird. I don't know if they're just absorbing. I feel like they're going to absorb one of the personalities into the other one. Yeah. But it is weird that two of the personalities aren't listed on there. Yeah. I don't know. If I, um, I just like, I just have theories about what they're doing. And I'm I'm interested to see in who they create and who they bring forth as personalities. Because I think it's a really interesting choice for Oscar Isaac to have a British accent. <sighs> Okay, I mean, we'll get into, like, the MCU version of Moon Knight. The one thing, and this is such a weird thing to be like, that's weird. 
is his accent. The British accent that sounds like a chimney sweep, almost. That, I'm so, not, I don't know why. Yeah, so that to me, that feels I'd rather more, have a New York accent. Yeah, that to me feels like more of a Jake Lockley character who's like a cabbie from from wherever, you know, like from yeah, London or so something weird. like that. It's such a bizarre choice. I mean, I read an article and he was like, I just decided to try it. And everybody was like, cool, that works. But it's like, why? I mean, I uh, in Oscar Isaac, I trust because he has not let me down since thus far <laughs> in any of the things he's been in. So maybe you just have to see more scenes with it. But hearing like sound bites of it, I'm just like, I don't like that. It is, but it is weird because it's like you're in New York, like you're from New York. Like, why are you right? Where's the British coming from? Well, when I first, you know, when I when the trailer first came out, I hadn't read any Moon Knight, and so I was like, oh, he's British, he's a British character. And then when I read all of these comics, I'm like, he's firmly based in New York. You literally, he's an American mercenary. Any Marvel character, because the difference between DC and Marvel is that Marvel bases their characters. More or not, unless they create a new place in real places. Right. I.e. mostly New York City. Everybody has their own neighborhood. DC has completely made up things, so people can be whatever they want. Metropolis. Right. So, yeah, he's in New York. Everybody kind of knows he's in New York, but maybe because Egyptian God, this person that seems to be like a gift shop owner, like a gift shop worker... In some Egyptian museum slash maybe in actual Egypt, it would make sense that a British person would be closer to Egypt. I don't know. I have no idea. It's very confusing. Yeah. But let me let me talk about his four main personalities that we've seen in the comics. So his personalities over the years have been kind of like the reason why he has these personalities is because they're aspects of Khonshu. It's very confusing. So the personalities are the traveler, the pathfinder, the embracer, and the defender of those who travel at night, i.e. Moon Knight. However, over the years, Spectre has developed other personalities aside from the main four. This calls into question whether or not his personalities have anything to do at all with the supernatural deity of Khonshu. So that's what's super interesting about this character is he's unreliable but also so is the storytelling because of the DID that he has. Is it manifested because of him having Kanchu also in his head and having these different compartments within himself? Or did he, act, you know what I mean? So it's like, did it just manifest it and amplify it? Or did he always have it? And then it's just something that he battles with. So I think it's, it, it is interesting. And every comic run has kind of played with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which makes it kind of fun. As far as his powers go, I know we're getting to his powers a little late. It depends. <laughs> what are his powers? He doesn't really yeah, have any. He has crescent darts he, or whatever. Well, those aren't powers. That's equipment. How dare you? It's, Bat- it's Batmanian. Well, he has. So he has the typical vigilante power set, meaning he's strong. He can jump really high and far. But depending on what you're reading, and I think they're going to kind of lean into this in the MCU, when there's a full moon, when the moon is brightest and strongest, he is at the peak of what he can do. Almost like super soldier serum-y. Like Captain Planet. Captain America. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. But one thing that is constant throughout his comic run 
So I think this power of like super high pain tolerance and being able to withstand all these blows, he can get blown up, he leans into all that stuff, is that this is what's going to come into play, I think, as a normal guy in the MCU, getting this like mummified costume and being endowed with the fist of Khonshu, as they would say in the comics. I'm pretty sure we're going to hear that in this show. We better. It's we, in every single comic iteration. We have to. The Fist of Kanchu. He's the, the Fist one, of Kanchu. The defender of those who travel at night. Vengeance. He has to be able to withstand an explosion, a kick, a throw, a broken rib. Yes. That's but, like his main thing. He also has like some like prophesitic visions. Is that whoa. the way? Is that he the, can see into the future. Is that the way to say that? Prophesize? Prof- Prof- Pro- no, mine's wrong. <laughs> I don't think mine's any more right. He could prophesize? <laughs> prophesize? <laughs> That's not a word. Profiterol? Has- That's a pastry. <laughs> prophesitic vision. I don't think prophesitic is right either. He has... Pro- prophes- he could see he has visions. Let's just say that. But I wanted to make it more godly because it's a god deity. Anyway, whatever. Yes, he can sometimes <laughs> do that depending on who it is. Physical country. Right. Okay. So as far as comic book Moon Knight, which is the only thing we have to go off of except for like the Avengers animated show, which he was kind of in. He's been in like some animated stuff. But really, that's all we have leading up to the MCU, leading up to his debut, Oscar Isaac's portrayal as... Moon Knight, Stephen Grant, slash Mark Spector, slash Jake Lockley, slash Mr. Knight. That's all we have so far. What we need to talk about is what to expect, the things we've seen in the trailer, slash the villains that possibly could be in it. That's what's blowing my mind about this. It's like any of the other shows, slash movies that I've seen, I'm like, oh, that's this character. Oh, that's this character. This one, outside of Moon Knight... No idea. But I even think that they're like, it feels like they're rewriting the character in a sense. I, you know, when you look on IMDb, you're like, wow, Derek, great research. But when you look on IMDb, it says like an ex-Marine, blah, blah, blah. And it's it's like, but the way that they're creating the character, what they're showing us in the trailers is that he's like this meek and mild character person that like you said like works in a gift shop right he has like sort of a an official coat on and you're like how does this person get the powers of Kanchu? so in my mind i feel like we're almost like deleting this whole mercenary storyline and he's a guy that works in a museum and stumbles upon the Kanchu exhibit and gets the powers of Kanchu. i don't know though maybe from, but I'm just saying from what well, they're that's showing what I'm us saying. in the trailer. I think that's what they want us to believe. You know what I mean? Because it does seem like that. It seems like this kind of meek guy that like stumbles onto something that he shouldn't have. I don't know who I am. Stop. I don't. I want. I can't wait for that to stop. <laughs> it's <laughs> going that to character. be always because the base of the character is that voice. No. That's the Mark Spector s- voice. No, let's make it Steven. But, but that's a, no, no, no. <laughs> or Jake. See, that, exactly. <laughs> like, so in, so again, I think that, okay, so let's take it back a step further. Derek Theory 2 <laughs> is that he was a mercenary. He was Mark Spector, but through some trauma of being in battle, he 
goes to one of his personalities of Jake Lockley, who is this meek and mild British character. And that's who he lives as, even though people are calling him Mark. Yeah, I'm okay. So let's let's go to the trailer. Let's go to the, what we've seen with the trailers and the things that we've been given. It's it is interesting. I think it gets dicey when there's like a character that's one unreliable, two has like multiple personalities because you don't really know who's the main one and who's going to take it over. If you've seen like this isn't the same thing, but kind of like orphan black type things. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, it's like, uh-huh. who is the original? Who's this? Who's going to be doing blah, blah, blah? Who's really pulling the strings? I think that's going to be a big part in this. This is also a limited event series. Six episodes. The Moon Knight event. But they're, yeah, they're labeling it as like an event, meaning I don't know what that means. Is that just their way of saying that it's not connected to anything? It's never going to be connected to anything. It's just an event. I, sure do you know what i mean like, i don't know it's like where does where does moon knight fit in now because we know basically all of phase four of the mcu and moon knight ain't in none of it no well uh, no the, the fuck phase four i'm just gonna say fuck phase four because oh. that whole thing they released that timeline and then covid but then all this other stuff and all these other delays like i have no idea what's gonna happen with the future of the mcu things keep getting announced which is great but I I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna take it as it comes until I see an actual trailer or like something officially from like the Nova account. Then I'm gonna believe it. He said, "Love and thunder." How by love and nothing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so in the trailer, there's there's a line that is said. I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. That oh God, to it was me, all a dream. Well, no, that to me makes me feel like by day he's a gift shop worker. Mild by manner. night. Yeah. He might be a mercenary mm. or some type of character. It, you also see in the trailer that he ties himself to a bed, meaning that by night, he has to control himself. It's a werewolf. Something happens at night. Yeah, he where he has to control himself. He doesn't know what's happening. He wakes up maybe with blood on him. Whatever he's seeing things. It's obviously him coming. Like he's dealing with his DID, even if he doesn't know he has DID. Throw in Conchu. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Give him a cape. <laughs> right. It'll be fine. It also appears that the mental condition of Mark Spector or Stephen Grant, whoever this is, is a, in a very serious stage because he ties himself to the bed. Sure. So it seems like it's a, kind of like at the peak or at his like knowing what's going to happen or whatever is going to be the catalyst for the rest of this character. We also see Arthur Harrow. Played by Ethan Hawke, which, meh, walking amongst a group of people seemingly kneeling to him. So this character, I want to say, so Ethan Hawke, he's playing Arthur Harrow, which in the comics is weird. It's nothing like what we've seen in the trailer. So the character appeared in one of the comics in the 80s and abruptly disappeared. Mm. He's like in a comic and then gone. After that, this this particular character that Ethan Hawke is playing, there's been speculation that maybe it's a mix between a few characters. I feel like with Moon Knight, with this show in particular, some of these characters are going to be a mix of other characters. Marvel's kind of known for doing that anyway. When you have a brand new character that really nobody knows about, I feel like they're going to just have heyday, just have a field day with doing that. And I think part of the thing is is that what's alluded in a lot of the comics is that 
the followers of Kanchu can sometimes be seen as a cult, right? So it's kind of like Moon Knight is one fist and then Ethan Hawke might be the other fist where there are followers and devotees and things like that. Funny you should say that. Do you know that one of his rivals is the Sun King? So you have Moon Knight, Sun King. I only knew about Hunter's Moon. Yeah. Who was the other fist of Kanchu. So, which makes sense. Like, you have two fists, usually. Mm-hmm. So you have two fists. But there, I feel like, personally, that Ethan Hawke is a adaptation of the Sun King, which mm-hmm. is the opposite of Moon Knight. It seems ah. very much like he's interested in Kanchu. He's interested in that. He's the polar opposite. He's like the worshiper of Ra, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of Kanchu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I do want to say there was an interview with Seth Meyers where Ethan Hawke mentioned that the two foes will be conjuring ancient gods, plural, plural. and likened his antagonist to a cult leader, David Koresh, Ugh. who, whatever happens, there's going to be a proper showdown. So I feel like it's kind of like the light and dark where... It's flipped with Moon Knight where the dark is actually light and light is actually dark. Okay, but then let's talk about Anton Mogart. The late Anton Mogart. Anton Mogart is the character. Well, well sorry. Yes, the actor who <laughs> sadly Gaspar passed away. Yes. Is, is the actor, but he plays a character, Midnight Man. Yeah. Midnight Man is like an art thief. So again, this leads back into our theory of there's some sort of museum moment happening. I absolutely think there has to. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. He's a gift shop worker. Right. So there's two adversaries here, both dealing with either the sun or the moon or the midnight or the the nights. They're all connected. (laughs) Midnight sun. Right. Listen to our first First. season. (laughs) Did you like Twilight Midnight Sun? Well, do we have a podcast for you? (laughs) Turns out we didn't. Yeah. Listen to that and find (laughs) out how much we didn't like our very first property we covered. But that's what made it fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they're, of the, like, six people that are listed on the IMDb page, like, we're not familiar with him. I mean, the I, so especially for this brand new character, we have no idea. They've literally, and this is like a pun intended, they've kept this so much under wraps, which is an amazing Disney Channel movie with dark? a mummy. No, under wraps. Or in the dark. What's that? Just night, midnight. I'm also. I was giving you another oh, pun. I thought you were doing a Disney Channel movie, no. which I was like, "That's not one." I you know like, them how all. Dare you? Yeah, I was like, "No, you mean are you afraid of the dark?" You meant Xenon, <laughs> girl from the 31st century. Exactly. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I love those Disney Channel movies. Anyway, they've kept this show so much under wraps, i.e., Egyptian God, Mummy. Got it. I'm with you. Explain the I joke. Loved it. So that means it was funny. Mm-hmm. Then we have no idea what's happening. Again, I feel like a lot of these characters are going to be mixes, except for Midnight Man. And I I feel like that's the only one we know where it's like Midnight Man really has no comic book history. It's like, he's an art thief. He steals things. He has a mustache. That's it. (laughs) And Moon Knight is like, stop it. (laughs) Don't you dare. Yeah. And there's one other character. There's technically two, but there's one main one that I've seen. No, <laughs> not Donna. Poor Donna. I don't know who Donna's going to be. Donna Donna is just going to be Donna. Who's She's going to be there. But May uh, Kalamawai? Yeah, Kalamo- Kalamawi. Kalamawi. Kalamawi? 
is played by it. No, no, I'm getting their fictional names and their real names mixed up here. So Layla Lafoy. Oh my god, <laughs> Layla El Fowley. El Fowley is played by May Kalamawi. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm glad you can say it. I can't say it. So anytime we have to say it, you can say it. I absolutely will. Okay. I feel like, so that character does not exist at all in the comics. It's definitely going to be mixed. Hello, she's the curator of the Egyptian wing of whatever museum he works in. Did you see recently, and this might be a spoiler, cover your ears if you don't want to hear this. But there is a still that came out with Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight, Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley, whatever, in what looks like an archaeological dig with this character. So, if you remember what we just talked about in the origin. <laughs> so, she's the Missy. The daughter. The, yeah. You know, that's there with the guy that gets killed and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's mm-hmm. going to be a mix. It would be amazing if it tied into Werewolf by Night is that she's kind of like a topaz character. You know what I mean? Like, she's kind of more than she seems. She's like an Agatha Harkness, but really just kind of like the nosy neighbor at first. You know what I mean? One, well, I will say, one of the things I loved about the Moon Knight comics when I was reading them is that they do not shy away from uh, sort of mythological creatures in the sense of werewolves and even vampires. So wouldn't it be cool if even maybe she was a vampire? I would love if she was a vampire. If she becomes his Reese, who's kind of like his <sighs> second in command during the most recent run of Moon Knight. Moon, midnight Mission. Yep. The Midnight Mission. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot that's going on with this, and there's a lot of speculation with this. Any iteration of Moon Knight that you read, especially within the last like 15 years or so, you're going to find something that you like. The most recent by Jed McKay, I cannot stress. If you've ever read Saga, you know how perfect that comic is. I feel like Jed McKay's Moon Knight is the saga of yeah. Image Comics. I, it is so good. Yeah, I read probably six different Moon Knight runs, meaning like either the f- one through five issues of each of them. And that was my favorite. It's so good. It it makes you, it digs into the DID of the character. It digs into what this character is about. It really sits with Mr. Knight, which isn't really a char- like a personality that writers like to sit with because he's almost like the detective, the smart one, the, yeah. the chess player of Mark Spector. It or feels Moon very PI, private eye. Exactly. For sure. And it was cool to kind of see this weird, like he's kind of setting up a thing to help people that quote travel by night, but also playing a game at the same time so you're not sure who to trust i don't know it's amazing there's vampires in it aka reese which is amazing Mm -hmm. but i i it's so good if you have never read a moon knight before i would recommend just reading jed mckay's because they 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 catch you up on a lot of like this is moon knight this is why he is the way he is let's go and also mental health he right. sees a therapist in every issue. <laughs> Which is really cool. I, I, Jeff Lemire's run and Bendis is a little bit. My, Brian Michael Bendis, but Jed McKay. I would say Jeff Lemire and Jed McKay yeah. really take care with the mental health that this character deals with. Yeah, and I mean, Lemire's really jumps into that. He's, it is, it, he's literally 
in a hospital. It's it's so much about the character. The thing that I'm most excited about the show, and this is where we're going to kind of talk about our like excitement for the this character and like where's the placement in the MCU for this. But I'm I'm excited for this because of what I've heard of these actors and everything is that this is a character study. Mm. It's almost like a POV of a character that we haven't gotten before. Yeah. They, I would say that maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier was the closest we've gotten to almost a character study, but a lot of stuff fell apart with that one. But this one is like how this character accepts the DID that they have, accepts how to deal with it and what happens with that. I think it's exciting to see a character that's untethered by anything else in the MCU at this Absolutely. moment. And they're going to, this is their origin story in an MCU show. So that to me, like kind of, they, although there's, there's roots to the character, it gives the writers carte blanche to really create this character in this universe. And what, we get to be there for the ride in a six episode, quote unquote, event. Can I can I tell you what made me super excited about the show? And of it wasn't just can. Oscar Isaac and all of everybody that's involved with this. It was actually a conversation that Oscar Isaac had with IGN where they discussed Moon Knight's place in the MCU. And this is actually what really excited me. They said that Oscar Isaac said how it it rests on its own terms, mm. meaning that it's not part of the mcu story it's part of mark specter's aka moon knight's story it's like this does happen obviously after endgame around when falcon and winter soldier happens because we saw the grc the global reparation council van that's in one of the trailers so it happens at least six months after endgame aka 2023 but it just takes place within this character story. Right. That's it. It's on its own terms. It's unreliable slash reliable. Whatever happens, happens. I'm so excited about that. It is exciting because it's like maybe some other characters that we don't know since they've kept it very hush-hush will show up. But it's so exciting to go into something that's so fresh and so new. I'm, I don't know, I'm very excited about that. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a character being the in the very talented hands of someone like Oscar Isaac. I think he's going to do a great job leading this cast on this journey and discovering us, just helping us discover as an audience Moon Knight. I mean, he made Apocalypse in a very shitty movie. I'm sorry if you like that X-Men Fox movie, but he made Apocalypse great in a movie that was destined to fail. I'm very sure that Poe Dameron can make this. I need to rewatch that X-Men movie because I was in Spain when I watched it and it was dubbed in Spanish. <laughs> so I was barely following what was going on. No, English is the same way. You'll feel the same way. There's a scene at the end. It's just, okay, that's fine. So I think we both believe that this will be better. Than that Oscar Isaac role. Absolutely. <laughs> and th- there's been a lot of quotes from him and he's been going on these press circuits and stuff. And he he was approached by Marvel a few times to like, hey, try for this, try for this. Obviously, it's Oscar Isaac. Why would you not? Have you ever seen Ex Machina? Come on. Mm. But there was something about this character and the placement of the MCU that really he was like, okay, I don't have to worry about Doctor Strange. I don't have to worry about Spider-Man. I don't have to worry about all this stuff. It's its own story. It's its own character study. Yeah. 
And this is the reason why Disney Plus has had the parental controls. They're getting ready for more mature content. Yeah. It's a whole tonal shift in the quotes of Kevin Feige. Watch it's a tonal mouth. shift for the MCU. I'm excited for it. We're getting Moon Knight. We're getting Obi-Wan. And then we're getting Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Ms. Marvel. I'm excited for all this, like, ups and downs and different types of stories we're getting. We have quite the exciting year ahead on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Absolutely. So hopefully this was illuminating like Ooh. a full moon. Ooh, full full moon illuminating. I hope we could be a little bit of conchu of your conscience to get you to know. No, it doesn't that make sense. Just don't make that, that face. Let work, it go. You guys. I hope <laughs> we could be the conchu for your knowledge of what Moon Knight is. A little bit more of, oh, this is kind of what I expect going into it. Just think supernatural. At night, he wears white because he wants his enemies to see he's coming. He's crazy. He's the fist of Kanchu. Yeah, I'm excited. And hey, we'll see you next Friday after the premiere of Moon Knight. I know I talked a lot in this episode. Zooby, 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 zooby. Wait, is this like the the Oscars? I'm I'm giving you the music. I'm cutting you off. This isn't even our longest episode. Zooby, 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 zooby. <laughs> Did this make sense? Comment below. Comment below. I love you guys. We're excited to I be missed back. I you so much. Patreon episodes are coming. Patricians. Stop. Patricians, we're here for you. People accept it. I don't accept it. Well, and guess what? It's at least, you know, 40 against one. So <laughs> deal with that. All right. Me and the Patricians. Okay, until next Friday, guys. Bye-bye. Moon night. No. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye.